We're going to start serving Egg McMuffins next week to everybody that... No, I'm just teasing. We're not going to do that. But... <laughs> we've been talking about the force, and, um, and today, you know, we've entitled this Time to Believe. I've got one more message in this series. That will happen next week, and, uh, and then we'll, we're going to be moving on. But we have, uh, just reviewing a little bit, we found out that there's a progression. We've talked about word, talked about faith and things, the progression of putting things in, in motion. We found out that faith is a lifestyle. It's something that we need to be using. Faith is a servant. We've talked about that. We fight the good fight. And what fight is that? The good fight of faith. And it's good because faith always wins. God always wins. God never loses. We learned to roll away the stone and deal with fear. And, uh, and just some of the things we don't know, the what ifs, the, you know, all of that stuff. But we need to deal with those things. And faith has to be fed. And so does fear. And so we're learning all of these different elements that's going to help us kind of put this puzzle piece together. And so this morning, we're going to even talk some more. And remember this, Job said some of these things. He, he said some of those things that he feared had come into his life. He, he said that. And so we have to be careful about what we say. And a lot of times people say, well, you know, it doesn't matter what you say. But the Bible says life and death is in your mouth. Uh, and so we need to understand it does matter. So uh, we need to make sure that we have to give faith the voice of what we say, because fear's looking for a voice too. Say amen to that, because you're going to speak one of the other, and we need to speak faith. And our job is just to be obedient and let God do that. We just obey and do what he says and believe him, and he does all of that. So our mouth and actions are going to mimic, so to speak, what we know the Father wants us to do. Jesus showed us that. He said, if I said it and my Father said it, I'm just basically telling you what he told me. If you see me do this, my Father's doing. I'm just telling you and showing you what he's doing. And so we need to do that. So faith is an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing that God has given us. And I'm going to say that again. God has given us all a measure of faith. We talked about that in week one, that we can use uh, to the benefit of our lives to benefit the kingdom of God. Say amen to that. God has you here for a purpose. Um, you know, let me just tell you, here's some stories of, of just faith. There's a missionary in Africa that has had a light bulb, a light bulb that has never stopped burning for 17 years. Now, I, you know, in Africa, I, I don't think they're going to go down to the Walmart and get another light bulb. They might go to the Wallaby I don't think they sell light bulbs there, but what I'm saying is that it just keeps going. And, and now the people in the villages and all that stuff, wherever they, they were able to get a generator and electricity, that bulb has never went out in 17 years. How many have ever prayed and God's kept your car running or your washer or your dryer? Of course, on the other end of that, sometimes things wear out. We understand that doesn't mean that you're not in faith. It might just mean that God's saying, just believe me, I'll help you get another one. I get it. I, you know, we've had vehicles and we're like, uh, I need this repair. God, I need you to make it last one more week. We had now this true story. The house before this one, we have a uh, had a water softener and it had, you know, you put the rock salt stuff in there. We lived there seven years and I never replaced the rock salt. I never did. And, it, and the water was salt. It was fine. Everything was functioning fine. We never replaced it. It just never ran out. I don't know why that is, other than God. I didn't actually have a rock salt prayer. 
that I can remember, oh dear God, Jesus, let this rock salt just last forever. I don't remember saying that. I just We just were living by faith and we were believing God, you know, that we were doing this and that and saving money where we could. And I'd go and I, I remember buying a bag of rock salt, went down to put it in there and it was, it was still full. And I set the bag there and it just sat there and sat there. Matter of fact, when we moved, we left the bag there. Complimentary rock salt. Thank you very much. So, you know, supernaturally, things are happening if, if you're going to believe them. You know, some, if we just believe, that's the thing, if we just believe. My wife's favorite word, you come to our house, it's there like 18 places. Believe, believe, believe. Because that's our job. Our job is to believe. And when we believe God, he does it. Because in that belief is faith. And the enemy wants you to generate a force of fear. Because if we can feed fear, he's going to attack our life. Because we open the door to it. If you're going to be afraid, he's going to come in wherever you will let him. The Bible says this, whose report will you believe? So whose report are you going to believe? It doesn't matter what the doctor says. I know they have to tell you the facts. But what do you believe? What does God say? What is God telling you? You've got to keep fear out. So how do we keep fear out, Brett? Pastor, how do we do that? How do we just, because fear wants to flood my mind. Here's our first thought for this morning. You keep faith in. If you keep your faith in, you keep yourself full, you can, there's no room for fear. You ever been in an elevator when people are, you're going to another floor? If you've ever been a youth pastor and been to a youth convention... Help me, Jesus. There's like 17,000 kids crammed in an elevator. There's no more room. You can't hardly get anybody in there, and they'll go to another floor, and there'll still be kids. I'm going to get in here. You can't. But they'll try. It's almost like in college. How many kids can fit in a VW? If you keep it full, then you, you don't have room for anything else. Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So what's that mean? That means sometimes I got to turn off the TV. That means sometimes I'm going to have to feed my faith. I got to turn off the football game. I got to turn off gun smoke. My wife says, all they do in cowboy movies is eat beans and, and kick up dirt and ride horses and shoot guns. I know. I got to turn off UFC. I got to turn off days of our lives. They got real quiet. Look, I don't even know if they play that anymore. I got to turn off General Hospital. Ryan's hope. What hope does Ryan have? Sure. The young and the restless or the stupid and the senseless, whichever one you want. As the world turns or as the stomach turns or here, ladies, you might have to not watch that episode of Downton Abbey. Maybe. <laughs> yes, girls up here, that's stupid. That's not right. That's of the devil. You get back. You got to get into the word. You got to start speaking it. You got to start listening to it. Listen to me. You got to fill that, that void up with faith. If you are finding that you're getting afraid, that means there's a leak. So you got to put faith in there so that you can quit leaking. Generate some faith. Feed your faith. If I'm feeding faith, I'm starving what? Fear. So I'm going to feed my faith. You know, and we talked in uh, one of the weeks that Faith wants to have a family reunion at your expense. He wants to bring all of his family. He wants to bring doubt, anxiety, worry, unbelief, stress, strife. 
He wants to bring all those in and get you off the trail of faith. Now remember Peter when he saw Jesus and there and with the other disciples and he was walking on the water. And Peter says, if that's you, bid me to come. And Jesus says, come on. And Peter gets out of the boat. And the Bible says that after he saw the waves. Now listen to me. I, I never thought about this before. He said he started to sink. This is what, I want you to picture this in your mind. Started to say, he's standing on water. Number one, that is a miracle in itself. Because in the natural, you can do that. So he's, he's standing on, started to sink. So it's not like he just went, Poof. he just like quicksand. That's, that to me sounds like a balloon with a slow leak. I think Peter had a chance to get his faith back together and pop back up. But in that life like that, we get our minds so fixed on the fear that it just keeps going down. Of course, Peter called out for Jesus, and you know the rest of the story. Jesus went back to the boat with Peter together, and the wind stopped. Our second thought for this morning is faith is a law. It can't be changed. You can't change faith just because you don't like it. You cannot like gravity. Gravity's here whether you like it or not. I don't like gravity. Gravity doesn't work for me. Eh, Well, that sounds good, but that's not true. It is a law. You can't change it. You have to supersede that to change it. You have to have the law of lift to stop gravity. So you're to change at least to be able to fly. So you have to understand that it works the same every time. And that law will work for anybody. If you know the law of electricity and you know how to duplicate it, you can duplicate it. It will work for anybody that can duplicate it. Say amen to that. You need to hear what I'm trying to tell you. Faith is a higher law than time. Time is a temporal creation. God created time. Do you believe that? God created time. I'm going to show you. The time was a creation of God. Everything God created, he put under man. Now think about what I'm saying. Time wants to imprison you. If you're not in faith, time will imprison you. And, and I understand time. I'm going to explain some things. But faith can supersede time. I'm going to say it one more time. Faith can supersede time. In the Bible, there's records of of the sun stopping, standing still, and time stood still. There's there's things that happen, and I'll show you here in a minute, where Jesus spoke to things which would have taken normally more time, but happened like that. Why? Because time is subject to the law of faith, because everything God created is... I'm going to talk to this side. (laughs) Hey, this could be the week. Kaylee's ready. (laughs) She's about to have a baby. Uh, So, uh, you know, time. (laughs) It's about time, Trev. So God created all of of time, and, and he's put that with you. Jesus spoke to the storm, and the Bible says it immediately stopped. Immediately. Okay, now think about this. Time would have you wait on the storm to pass. We can't go because it's raining too hard or we need to stay here until this gets the weather advisory. How many understand what I'm saying? And now I'm not saying we're going to be walking around and we are super ninja now, you know, almost nobody can stand us because we think we are higher than that and we can just control the weather. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how in, in a God situation that you can take faith and make things happen. Are, are we on the same page? Because I don't want you leaving here saying, you know, Pastor Brett says that we can beat the weatherman now with everything that he does. I'm just saying, and God speaks to you, you can beat the weatherman. Oh, 
Some of you like that. Some of you are not sure. Let me just say, if you're in time, you have to wait for everything. If you're in time and God brings an opportunity to you, you have to say to yourself, I can't do that now because it's not payday. Because, oh, this is going to be fun. Because in our mind, if God brings an opportunity to you, he's not thinking in the realms of the natural. And in the natural, we are thinking time. God is thinking in the supernatural, in the spirit realm, and time is subject to us in those situations where we can say, all right, if God's given you an opportunity, and I'm going to explain, there are things that I understand there's time. Hebrews says, and I'll get to it, faith and patience bring the promise. But is it okay if we go a little deeper than just superficial? Because you've got to hear what I'm saying because some of this is going to unlock some things. But if we understand it, have you ever spoke to a storm and God protected your house? I have done that. I've spoke to different things and watched God move them or stop the rain. I, I've spoke to God when it was raining and I had to finish my yard. I had no more time. God, could you give me 15 more minutes? And the rain just stopped. And in 15 minutes, it started again. And it might have been raining somewhere else, but over my house... See, what brings you into the prison of time is fear. But if it's in God's time, and that's a broad statement because there really is no time in God. God is forever. But I'm just saying if God says now, now is now. It doesn't matter what time time says. Okay? Boy, if she'd only had a couple more days, she'd have beat that and she'd have made it. Again, we're speaking in the natural. But if we begin to start saying God... What do you say? And see, that's the thing. We don't anymore. We weren't trained in church to ask, God, what do you say? We are trained to find out what our five senses says. What does the doctor say? Here's where we will ride our faith with that. But what if God says something totally different? I don't know that any doctor is going to tell 10 lepers, hey, you know what? Go show yourself to the priest. You'll be made whole. Let's, let's start asking God. Think of anything that takes you time to do and then apply faith with it. People sow all the time, pun intended, time, but they don't sow in faith, they just sow in time. And I'm guilty of that. I'll, I'll sow something and just say, you know, okay, and I don't, I do, okay, well, I'll just, uh, well, I'm sowing, I'm, I'm believing, but I really never put my active faith with it. Anybody else do that besides me? Because we know we're supposed to sow, we know we believe in that, but we, we don't make it active and start calling that to us. Here's number three. Time takes a process. And most of us give up before the harvest comes because there can be a process. doesn't mean everything happens instantly, and that's not what I'm saying, because there are time, because we live in this earth, there are seasons, they have times. And, I, and so I'm not, I'm not trying to be too spiritual, and I hope that you're catching the difference of what I'm trying to tell you. But active faith can bring results using time depending on the faith that's used. Let me explain. <clears throat> I got, uh, last week, I, I started getting a, a little bit of a, not my throat wasn't sore, but just kind of gunky, if that makes a good word for you. And, uh, and so, you know, and I began to put my faith on that. 
and start saying, you know, I, Lord, I will not get a sore throat. I'm believing God. This is healed. Every sickness, any infirmity hits my body, dies instantly in Jesus' name. You know, and so what would have went, which is always in the past, is went into like this full-fledged sore throat, throat can't swallow, blah, 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 blah. You know, um, it, that didn't happen. And then it decided, I guess I'm going to exit through your head. And it went up to my nose, and this had a party up in my head and my nose. And, uh, and it was just, you know, I was r- literally miserable. <laughs> I still came to work, and, uh, and, but people looking at me, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go study now. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And then, I, you know, I'd go home, and, and uh, you know, I took some medicine. I'm not against medicine, because how many knows God created doctors and created medicine? That's fine. Uh, but I, I still kept my faith active. And what I'm telling you is this. You continue to, to do what you're supposed to do, and you will decrease the time and the length that that thing stays. Does that make sense? Because uh, I got, you know, people came up and prayed for me, and just the other day at prayer, I had somebody come up and said, Pastor, wow. He said, just the other day, you, you're healed. I was healed the other day when I sounded like that. And that's what I believed. I'm just, and I'm just, and so Kim kept asking me, how you feeling? And I'd say, now I'm not lying. Now I could say, you know, <laughs> this stinks, I feel terrible. I could say that and that's not a lie. But I, again, now think about this and I'm going to show you this in a second. So this will all start to come together in a minute. I want to speak to what I need. Okay. I'm not going to speak to what's there. Boy, that's good, Brett. Say that one more time. No, they got it that time. Good. (laughs) If I'm under the authority of Christ and he says this is his time, that's all good. Then I just believe. If he tells me to believe and it will happen, you know, in a different season or, or, you know, it has to have some time to come around, then that's still all good. That's okay. But I'm going to go to him first. I'm going to feel our spirit God and you are connected so you can take authority. Our problem is, and our issue is we don't pursue God and check with him. We just go with what we do in our natural senses. But if God says, you believe it right now, it'll happen now because it's subject to his authority that I have been delegated to use. So I'm now under orders to believe what he says. Our faith can help change the space of time. Our belief, it's time to believe. It's time to believe. Kim and I sowed in faith not long ago. Three days later, the answer, we had already got the answer. You know, it just, and sometimes it was like, didn't happen as fast as that. I don't know if there was a time frame in that. I don't care. My job is just to believe. I told you the story where we needed $500 and we, we believed and we sowed and I, I didn't know how it was going to show up. I just started believing it's going to show and it was taped on our door. So what I'm telling you is time is subject in, in some cases to your faith. If you would take authority you might, believe, you might receive something a lot quicker than if you hadn't. Does that make sense? Now, this isn't so easy to preach because I could give you just like pudding and, and uh, you know, cake. 
but I'm trying to tell you this going to make you accountable to go, maybe I need to ask God about these things I've been fighting, these things I've been battling. What if I took authority? Help me, somebody. What if I was who I'm supposed to be? Jesus in me is bigger than anything else. And I grabbed that thing by the lapels and said, hey, I'm talking to you. If we started doing and believing what we were praying for, what would happen? Start asking God. You know, Maddie could be praying, oh, God, I want to drive this year. If she was 12, you'd be like, no, Jesus, no, because it's not time. So there are things that have to take time. A baby has got to have time to develop. We understand that. There are things that time is involved in the perfection of that. So I'm not, I'm not against any of that. What I'm telling you is some of the things you're battling, and I hope you're hearing me. Some of the things you've been waiting on, and I hope you're hearing me. Some of those things have because we have not taken the authority and put our faith out there where it's supposed to be and said, all right, it's done. It's done. Remember Lazarus and Jesus. They told Jesus, and he, you know, they said, the one you love is sick. Instead of jumping up and leaving right away, Jesus didn't do that. He stayed two more days. And by the time he got there with the travel and all that, Lazarus had died. And if you say what killed him, you might say time. Because Jesus just didn't get up and come right away. He told, Jesus told his boys, disciples, Lazarus is sleeping. And, you know, if you've ever been sick, sleeping, you know, hey, they're resting. You almost think you're on demand. Okay, you're healing. That's uh, okay. But then he says, listen, Lazarus died. Now, he knew words were key to what he was saying and he needed to do and supersede time and listen to what he's this. I want you to hear what he does. He got there and the girls, Mary and Martha, they tried to put a guilt trip on him. Anybody ever tried to put a guilt trip on you because... You didn't do it in their time, okay? I mean, you could just see them. Jesus, he's dead. You'd have been here. Did you not get the message? I told you. I mean, I don't know how they talked to him. Maybe they didn't talk to him that way. But but he wouldn't have died. And And he says, your brother will rise again. Now, I want you to watch the reference and watch the speech and the belief that's in the heart. And this is what they said. I know he's going to rise again in the resurrection in the last day. I know that. I mean, it's a, you know, we'll see him again. I know that. But he said, I am the resurrection. That's what transports us. Now, when he says that, it goes clear back. If we we're looking and scholars, if we'd go back, this is back even now connects us with Moses. Remember, Moses says, how how are they going to know you sent me? And he says, I am. Tell them I am sent you. Brings us to our, our fourth thought. God is the alpha and the omega. There's no time in God. There's no time in God. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the first and the last. He's the resurrection. He is like, I'm the resurrection. I'm the life. He's come from the beginning and the end. He's come from there to there. And he told them, roll away the stone. So what's happening here is he's out on a limb. Now, he's, he's already dead. Lazarus is dead. Everybody there knows he's dead. He's been dead. It's not like he just died. He's been dead four days. And, of course, they are saying, if we roll away the stone, he's going to smell. And Jesus is saying, roll away the stone. Now, the boys could probably be saying, you know what? 
boss is out on a limb here. Man, I don't know what he's going to I hope he can get back because this looks kind of because they're looking at maybe the five senses. So if this doesn't work, everybody's going to know it doesn't work or they're going to ridicule him. So I'm making this as quick as I can. It's, it's 10 to 10. We still got plenty of time. Here's number five. When you walk by faith, it's going to set you up for ridicule. Because there's not a lot of people that are doing what I'm teaching right here. Because it's going to, it's going to actually, you're going to leave the herd, so to speak. Because there's going to be times that God's going to say, you need to do this. And you're going to say, what? He's going to say, you need to give this. And you're going to say, What? You're going to need to, to not eat here, and I need you to go pray. What? You don't need to go this way home. Go that way. What? You don't need to buy that. You need to buy this. What? There's going to be times that people are like, are you kidding? You don't need to take that job. You need to take this job. Huh? There's going to be things that are, you're going to be, ah, but listen, it's going to set you up for ridicule. We got a lot of cool saints that don't want to rock the boat. We got a lot of cool people that are just like, I just like things steady Eddie, and I get it. We all do. But there's going to be, we live in a world that doesn't live like that, my friends. They, they don't, there's, most of the world doesn't have any concept of God other than he's just religious. But they're really looking for somebody that has power. Something that will change their life, that will make them understand there is a God. They know there's a God, but they want to see the real deal. We like people that don't make waves. Just go with the flow. Remember Jesus in the fig tree? He spoke to the fig tree. The disciples heard it. They didn't overhear it. They weren't eavesdropping. They heard it. He spoke it loud so they could hear it. He did it on purpose. Fear will do just the opposite. You'll hear some fear will want you to recoil. Fear will want to just, no, don't say anything. Please don't speak up. Don't say anything. You know, and I, I, last week I used a reference of the Celebrity Apprentice. Because in the boardroom, that gets ugly. There's people under the bus all day long. They'll throw them under the bus and then Arnold would talk to them. You don't have it. You know, they want to know and they'll be, they'll be like, you're terminated. Because he will just, you know, and here's why. Because fear, they, I wanted to say something, but I just didn't say it. Well, they're going to say it in that boardroom, so you might want to say it before you get there. So that's all of those things. Fear will have you recoil to a safe place. And to understand, there's a difference between foolishness and faith. Now, that's hard to say without lifting. <laughs> foolishness and faith. You can say some things in faith, but you have to make sure they're God things and not foolish things. Okay, you just can't, you, you just can't go off willy-nilly. You have to be in touch. See, Jesus was always in touch with the Father. You know, there's going to be times where you're like, oh, God, I, I'm believing I heard you. <laughs> I want this to be right. I'm believing it's right. And I've been there, man. I've walked out on a limb and said, all right, God, you've done all of this, I've, you know, and, and you've got to make this happen. And I've seen him do that every time. And I don't have to think like fear because I'm filled with faith. So faith is the assurance. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's the assurance. Okay, it's the assurance. You can't explain it. You can't really always feel it. 
It's just what you know in your knower. It's what you know deep down inside. You can't even naturally prove it, but you know, I know he told me to do this. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm just believing. I know if I don't do it, I'm going to spend the rest of my life looking back on it. I wish I would have did that. You don't want to live your life like that. He spoke to a storm. He spoke to water. The disciples saw it. And when he spoke to the water, the water said, The water just chilled out. It stopped. Now he's about to talk to a dead man. Roll away the stone. So now he's like even going to another level. He's going in there. Okay, he's out there. Listen, faith is a law. You can't change the law. It will always work. You ever believe God for a parking space? Like at Walmart, Myers or somewhere, Kroger's, wherever. And, and somebody pulls out right up front and you're about to go in and somebody else zips right in there. Oh, this is a test. You know, this is what, y'all, hey, that's my space. You could do all kinds of things. You could let fear take over. You could let a lot of things in. But I'm telling you, just listen to me. Just bless those people. You could have your turn signal on. And they still did it. Bless them and say, God, thank you. Give me another space. And he can open up another space or he can do whatever. And you can run into someone and tell them about the Lord or whatever the case is. But you walk by faith. Believe God and watch what he does. Doesn't matter what your circumstances look like. What does your faith say? Faith is so different from the world. 1 Corinthians 2.14 The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. See, natural people don't understand the walk of faith. They don't understand what Jesus was teaching them. We, we got to understand people that don't know the Lord we expect them to act like they know the Lord. They don't know the Lord so why are you expecting them to act that way? Mark 11, 12, and 14 says the next day when they come out of Bethany, he was hungry, seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. And I said this earlier, they didn't overhear it, they heard it. 19 and 22 of that same uh, chapter says this. It says, when evening had come, he went out of the city. Now in the morning as they passed. So another day is gone. Okay, it's just that 24 hours has passed. So that's all I want you to hear. But they're, they're saying, hey, look at the tree which you cursed. Jesus said, have faith in God. Now, this is faith at work. Now, I want you to understand it normally would have taken probably weeks or months, uh, you know, for a tree to wither away. But Jesus, by faith, took authority over time. And that tree in 24 hours was dead and is ready for marshmallows or weenies. Was Jesus dominating time? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. With you using face, can you dominate time? Yes. Because Jesus said, the things you see me do, greater things will you do. I'm trying just to get you to see. There are some things that you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to get your hands off and and have patience because it brings a promise. But there are other things, if they're attacking your house, if they're attacking your kids, or they're attacking your faith, you can put your faith right now. Stop it right now. If you need finances right now, General Electric and, and Columbia Gas, they don't, well, you know what, I'm praying about that, and I'm believing in within this year, I'm going to be able to pay my bill up. You can tell them that, but why don't we get active and start doing everything we're supposed to do to put our faith in motion? Say amen to that. 
Don't be asking God to bless you if you're not tithing and giving to God. Don't be, don't be doing that. You can do it, but it isn't working, and that's why we're in issues. You know, you can have creative faith. You can have dominating faith. Faith creates things, but it's creating something. Now, listen, it's not creating something that's not there. It's creating something that's already there. You just can't see it. I really didn't understand all this. I'm not saying I understand everything, but what I'm saying is that what you don't see, it's already there in the spirit realm. And the key to this is to get it from the spirit realm into this realm. Isaiah 48, 9 and 10, remember the former things of old. I am God, there is no other. I am God, there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. From the ancient times, things are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand. I'll do all my pleasure. He's basically saying, whatever I said is going to come to pass. Here's number six. Everything that God is going to do for you, he's already done. And that's kind of a big thing. You know, well, I need God, I need you to do this. Can I just say it's already done? Because he saw the end, listen to me, from the beginning. So he already saw what you need. And he's already got what you need. Now we have to, by faith, receive what we need so that we can get it from there to here. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We have to understand how to get those things to us. Our natural eyes can't detect a lot of the things that we need. But faith can see it. Faith can see it. When you connect with God, you can see things. That he can give you a dream. He can give you a vision. He can talk to your spirit. And all of a sudden, you can, you'll, you'll hear something. And you'll be like, what? I mean, I've been in line at Cedar Point going to ride a ride. And God gave me a, a sermon title. And I'd write it on a napkin and stick it in my pocket. I mean, times I wouldn't really even expect. He can connect with you and, and show you things that you haven't seen before. Or show you things of what will be if you'll believe him for it. The Bible says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, right? But what we do, this is what we do. I'm going to see, let's go on the internet. I'm going to find out 17,000 ways that a kidney can function and fail. And if I, you know, I'm, and I get it. I mean, in ways we want to have knowledge, and I understand that. But in other ways, I don't have to know how a kidney functions. I don't have to know how a, a pancreas works. I mean, if I'm a doctor, I suppose I do. But you know what? If I'm praying or I'm believing for something, this is what I got to do. I just got to believe. I don't have to have a PhD. I don't have to understand all of how that works. I just have to say, God, you know this is what I need. This is what has to happen. I'm going to believe you to do it. I need to do that, and when I pray for things, like when we, I prayed for myself and people prayed for me, cut sickness off at the root. God is going around the world system. He is going straight to the root. Obey him and cut it off at the root. Nothing can exist in the natural unless it first exists in the spirit. God's power, his spirit, the natural's got no choice. If you call it to, to leave, it's got to leave. If that's a sickness or disease, it's got to go. It's not just meaning in your body, that means in your finances. If you're, if you're having lack, then start saying, all right, God, show me where I'm leaking because that's got to go. Then help me to do something different. And what he might tell you might not make sense to the natural. 
We are doing something today that doesn't always make sense to us in the natural, but yet it feels right. It feels not when I'm saying feel, I'm using that not by, I know that's a sense, but I'm just telling you in my spirit, in my knower, it's something that I know I need to do. If I don't do it, then I'm going to look back at that and I'll know that I've been disobedient. Does that make sense to you? Because if he's telling you to do something, you got to do what he says. It doesn't matter. I need you to take that stick. I need you to throw it in that water because that'll make that water sweet. That doesn't make sense. We talked about this last week. Let me spit on some dirt and let me put it in your eyes. You can see then. That doesn't make sense. That X head should float. Ah, That doesn't make sense. So many things don't make sense. But if we obey God because of faith, it supersedes time And other elements that could be, in our natural sense, go, that doesn't make sense. Lazarus, if he's already stinking, he's been dead for four days, he can't walk out of there. That doesn't make sense. You see, not just with sickness, but with your finances, whatever you are lacking, ask the Spirit of God, God, what do I need to do? What we're doing is we're replacing. That's what we're doing. When we're believing God, he's just, we're going to take that old stuff off and here, here's what you need. We just obey and believe. All things are possible. All things. Doesn't say part of the things. My wife could be up here preaching this instead of me. All things are possible to him who believes. See, the enemy's trying to keep you in unbelief. That make you think that your words have no effect, no authority. It doesn't matter. You just sinned the other day. How can you speak to that? How many knows condemnation? He'll do that. You had that thought. You can't do that. You can't do this. But I'm telling you, if we'll take authority in Christ, we'll take that word and say, you know what? And we recognize and we're repentful and we're saying, you know, Lord, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but God, you're working through me. Then I can begin to believe and things start happening. First Corinthians 1, 26 through 29 You can read that. I'm just going to move on because I have another point. But that's just talking about basically God's glory. And we are not, our flesh isn't going to glory in that. This is, we're just going to give God all the, all the credit. God has chosen the weak things. You know, so you might say, I'm nobody. Well, great. We understand. We need Christ. And that's what he's saying. Greater is he that always backs each other up. Greater is he that's in me. You know, uh, John the Baptist, I must decrease, he must increase. It's all, you can, you can see that in this scripture, the whole thing. Here's our last point, the, the last one this morning. God has chosen things which are not to bring to naught the things that are. Not is spelled N-O-T, and the other not is N-A-U-G-H-T, if I spelled that right. I think. I tried to check it, but... We are to bring the things that are not, the things that are not seen. And so if it's your promise, it's your finance, it's your retirement, it's your victory, it's your good marriage, it's your kids, it's your whatever, it's this lost one home or this, this new job, this, whatever it is, we can start be- believing and begin to proclaim and start living and say, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to go after this by faith? God saw it all from the beginning and put it in the place in the invisible where you could have it and have access to it if we just go to God. Now, I'm just saying what you need is already there. I'm going to say it one more time. It's already there. It's not, you know, we just have to go get it. We have to get with God to get it. Understand faith, we have, you put it to work 
and you got to make the transfer. Faith is a servant. So you're going to make that transfer from what one kingdom, from the kingdom of God, and you're walking in that kingdom by his authority, and he's going to transfer what you need into this. You know, what's good news to people? If you're poor, good news is money. If you're hungry, good news is food. If you're sick, good news is health. Come on, somebody. Are you alive this morning? You don't get Egg McMuffins till next week. (laughs) It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, you can't pinpoint it with your five senses. You do it with your spirit. You connect with God. What you're hoping for and can't see, and that's the moment what your faith is after, that what you're very, you're crying out from your heart, this is what I want. That's what you're going to connect with. You're going to say, God, you have the plans for me. I'm going to submit myself to you, and I'll watch that transfer happen. But let me tell you, it's not normal. You can't just lay there on your tushki tushki. You're going to have to get up. And you're going to have to say, God, what do I do? I'm going to have to be active in this. I'm going to have to watch what I say. I'm going to have to pursue you. I'm going to have to put you first. And this is what people say. Oh, great. There's a cost. Okay, don't do anything. How's that working for you? But not for me. I'm telling you, there's more. I'm going to find more to do more for the kingdom of God than ever before. This church is going to do more for the city because God wants to save Marion, Ohio. See, God is, isn't dealing with you with what you don't want. He's dealing with you for what you want. But we can't be lazy. Let me just say this, and then we'll, we'll close this up. When the earth was dark, did God say anything to the darkness? This, this blew me away, because I was just like, what did he say? Let there be, did he speak to the darkness? No. What happened to the darkness? It left because he spoke to the light. We spend a lot of time speaking to the darkness. Calling things that are not as though they are. Maybe we should start speaking to the light. Now there's times I think you can. You're going to have to speak to dark things that come up. And you're going to have to tell them it's time for you to go. Uh Uh-uh, you ain't doing that. I get it. But there's going to be things instead of speaking. Now, listen to me. You got to see this. Instead of speaking to as much to the sickness, speak to the health. God, I call health into my body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. God, I have more energy than I've ever had before. God, I've got limber. I'm good. I'm young. I'm a stud. I'm 56, but I look like I'm 26. You know what I'm saying? This be... Did I say that out loud? Just speak life. Speak life instead of saying, God, you know I'm 56. Oh, Elizabeth, I'm coming to join you, honey. But, oh, God. You know, I'm going to start talking to the, to the, the light. It's going to start talking to the promise instead of the problem. And it's okay to, to speak to the problem if God says, now, attend to that. You know, if you've got to tell an enemy to go, you've got to tell him to go. You've got to speak right to him. But have you ever had somebody come up and you, you're, you, you just ignore them? You're talking to somebody else? Ignore the enemy. Start talking to God. Hey, I'm not talking to you yet. I'm talking to him. Oh, now you want me to tell him? Okay, now you can get out of here. You see, we we spend all of our time talking sometimes to the wrong thing. Instead of talking to your poverty, God says wealth and riches are in your house. (laughs) 
if you went up to, if Jesus was, was right here and you came up to Jesus and said, Jesus, I mean, can you touch my back? You know what Jesus is going to, he's not going to speak to your back. He's going to say, your faith has made you well go. Think about, think of all the things he's, he's, not, he's just going to tell you you're healed. As far, he's going to, everything's going to go with what the father said. What does God call you? God calls you healed. God calls you wealthy. Jesus isn't going to speak to your poorness. He's going to speak to your wealth. What do you believe? Think about the prodigal son and the, and the boy that didn't go away. And the father said, you had all this all along. Are you catching this? We've got to understand that we've got to believe. Just call what you want and what you don't want will leave. See, the enemy's trying to get you to deal with something that you don't have any business dealing with. Sometimes we start trying to go uh, and, and attack and you know, we'll call this over this and uh, take, try to take dominion over area we're not ready spiritually to even try. And then the enemy will come and shred you up. But see, what we have to do is we speak to the life. We speak to the God in us and let God say, all right, now. And if you need to take dominion over something, then you can do it then. Does that make sense to you? Say amen to that. If you command health and it comes out of the spirit, it's got your name on it. Sickness has to go because health is taking over. See, the problem is people don't know that it's already there. And God has already made provision for it. I'm out of time. Um, we've. <laughs> uh, I want you just to do this. I want you to change your mindset, change your situation. Consider your circumstances, and it'll weaken your faith. If you look around and say, I've got more against me than I got for me, all you need is God. God and you is a majority. You start putting God in his rightful place, you'll start attacking. You'll start going forward. You'll start doing what God wants you to do. What I'm telling you is watch what you speak. Maybe at the end, what you just heard me say, maybe start speaking to the light. Because sometimes we'll speak to something and we don't really, now listen, we really don't believe we have the authority to speak to it. And that's why it stays. Because we didn't really have the authority because we didn't believe it ourselves. But if we speak to the light and we get that delegated authority, then when it's time to speak to that, if we have to deal with it, if God hasn't already taken care of it because he's filled us with so much light, then it has to go. Does that make sense now? Okay. Would you bow your heads? You've all been in surgery this morning because this is one of the quietest uh, nine o'clock bunches we've had in a long time. you just close your your i was about to say close your head and and open your eyes (laughs) 